Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Crit Chat, where a group of GMs get together every other week and discuss the important things in life, like the website that we just use, the, that we use for our clap sync is called time.is. And uh, does anyone want to guess how far off my clock is? Just for reference, I think the last time it was off by 10 minutes, two hours, and five days. Yeah, the five days I remember, like, uh, is it up to like a week now? I'm going to guess 13 years. You are both incorrect. I am two seconds ahead. That is right. I have a new laptop, babies. I'm on t- I'm with the rest of the world now. <laughs> I, it's like- Just floating on the cloud nine. <laughs> right? Like, if everyone can listen really quiet- <gasps> Yeah, you can't hear my disgusting fan engine that during every single recording, it's like, (laughs) um, that I have to edit out every time. And so now my audio should be sounding less like the devil is trying to crawl out of my fucking asshole, which is great. That's a great thing. That's delightful. But yeah, with us today, this week we have with us Heather. Hello. (laughs) Who was that? Sorry, excuse me. I said Heather. Who was that? (laughs) That was a Heather, but Heather in a very interesting headspace for about the last nine hours and that includes while I was sleeping. I thought you were gonna say nine years. <laughs> I mean, no, 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 no. If we're going if we're going that range since I was three, so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh Lord, we also have with us Kai you. Hello everybody. Good to see you again. Wee! It's been a hot minute. It has been a second. And yeah, <laughs> and this week we are talking about player versus player. This has been on the dockets for a long time and we just haven't because I'm bad about with conflict. So, <laughs> 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 yeah. well, I think that first off, on a scale of one to ten, how uh, does conflict make you feel? <laughs> I'm going to go for myself a solid like 15 out of 10 because it's got the uh, but I'm also sweating a lot. So like adds to it. So I'm of the opinion that like this is a problem for players. Yes. And like as the DM like obviously you're involved and you have to arbitrate and all of that. (laughs) But in a lot of ways like player versus player is happening like you're not involved and you're the only one who can't get hurt potentially Kai is a solid eh out of eh. for player versus player it literally depends on if the person is genuinely acting out the actual natural trajectory of the character that they and everyone else oh, agreed yeah. upon and it's working that direction and this is how it's gonna come because he yeah. made some choices versus the player that's like I'm gonna be an asshole and I've had both of those the first one I can work with and we all sit in the tension and it's a glorious trauma bonding moment <laughs> the, the other one is fuck you in conflict in general if it's someone else's conflict and i won't get scarred by it yeah i'll take it for you if it's my conflict and i will get scarred by it i better win (laughs) (laughs) if i'm not gonna win why the fuck would i step in that arena because if i'm gonna lose i might as well just surrender and not get hurt in the meantime at just the person that i am in general (laughs) i i'm terrified of conflict in like even a minor sense. It freaks my bean. Like, I need breaks every so often during the conflict for people just to be like, okay, everyone's still cool, right? Okay, that's fine then. 
Like, we're yeah. still friends. That I need, is, yes, I need like, every, like, five minutes some reassurance that we're all good. <laughs> Otherwise, I will cry. Before we go on, do we want to define exactly what we yeah. mean by conflict in the player versus player environment? Yeah, when I was when I was thinking about player versus player, because we just had it down in, in the sheets as player versus player, and... My initial thought of it is obviously, you know, combat, like fighting each other. However, like there's... Yeah, violence. Obviously, I thought of violence. That's my go-to. But player versus player can do... Like, there's a lot of player versus player in, in D&D, especially because, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a thing where your values are not always aligned. It, mm-hmm. So I, I was thinking in three kind of ways. One, the big bad, which is the actual combat against one another, which is, you know, it, everything <laughs> has come to a head. You've got the player versus player in terms of roles for things such as like, you know, deception and such the like we're doing something against other players and like rolling for that uh and then at just base level player versus player like arguments and so on that are happening between have, between characters like that's like have conflicting interests yeah conflicting interests and yeah. just talking about those interests um i also want to add to the table like Ooh planned combat sessions where the whole point <gasps> is to fight each other. Oh, I Ooh, that one fine. is 100% we are going to talk about. Like, that's going to be a chunk on its own because uh, while I don't like conflict in general, uh, that's one of my favorite things in this entire <laughs> <laughs> world i'm a being of multitudes but yeah i think for i think first we go through like just general like session by session like pvp mm-hmm. scenarios and how how deal with and how how facilitate more than anything else honestly <laughs> yeah so i think first is the the issue of just like players having different ideas of what to do um often this kind of find this comes up in like when people are planning something mm. one player will have one idea of what the, the plan is another player will have another idea of what the plan is and sometimes that's because of a miscommunication or sometimes that's just because the two players just want to do different things mm. as a dm you're it's very I, at least in my experience, I found it very difficult to actually break into that argument. All I can really do in that sense is be like, okay, we have to decide now what we're going to do is going to be one or the other, let's go. And just trying to like end that argument yeah. as quickly as possible, because a lot of the times these arguments are just going to go on and on and on and on, yeah. on if you let them. And it's easier just to bring it to a head and then move on. And that's easier and more difficult depending on who is at your table <laughs> and depending on your own skills of resolving these sort of things yeah it's sort of a real life skill but yeah i think especially if you are in a situation where it is just players talking to each other and there's no like npc in the room that you know that they will either listen to or a hundred percent go against the wishes of it can mm-hmm. be difficult for you to break in there a lot of the times in my games i deliberately try not to have npcs yeah. for that exact reason yeah. Because I really want my players to be coming up with the decisions. But of course, that's a double-edged sword because sometimes they can't <laughs> make the decisions for themselves. Something yeah. that I find if it like really is going on and on is that you break and you break the immersion and you remind them of whatever agreements you guys had set at the beginning of the campaign in terms mm. of like for one for me is a big thing is uh, party cohesion. Your yeah. goal for the game is to make sure the party stays together and if you have a character that starts needing to not for any reason you will go make a new character 
Yeah. So if your character is, like, deciding to go off and, and break with the party, that's fine. They can break with the party. That's their own story now. Bring in someone who's now going to stay with the party because it is a group game. So yeah. reminding them of that will help them in that sense at least know that even if their character doesn't agree, if they have ulterior motives, if they, like, it's kind of that, okay, fine, and then we're going to talk about this later. Or if it goes, like, you can you can have them end it in a huff. Like, if it goes wrong, you oh, can't, yeah. like, I'll tell you, I told you so, or whatever. Like, that's completely fine. But reminding them of that, like, if you agreed upon that, then I, as the DM, can step in and be like, hey, reminder of the rules that we all agreed <laughs> upon. Keep that Stick in your together. mind as you guys are arguing. Continue. Yeah. And then... <laughs> then watch it peter out. Yeah. As they yeah. get scolded. <laughs> <laughs> it helps that I usually play, like, until the game that starts today, actually. Uh, the games that I DM have always been with people that I've known really well and for a really long time. So it's mm-hmm. in that moment, I can be that duality and I'm not yeah. just the person being the asshole because yeah, I decided yeah, yeah. to DM. Like... And the flip side of that is, like, if you're playing with people you barely know, you can just be the arsehole because you barely know them. Yeah. No <laughs> it's like, I do not care. That's good. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another thing I notice um, that happens some of the time with these with these arguments is that a lot of the time it just comes down to a, these two parties or more or whatever have misunderstood the situation, either one or both of them have. Mm-hmm. And so they're actually operating off different information. Mm-hmm. And if you can figure out what each of these people believe to be the case, then that can very quickly resolve resolve the conflict. And that might be about literally what you've told them is in the room. You Maybe your description wasn't quite up to snuff. Mm-hmm. Or perhaps they have uh, different expectations about the way the game would work. One thing that I find constantly happens is players assume that various NPCs are untrustworthy or whatever. Because... We as DMs abuse that power too often. <laughs> um, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay, uh, sure. Never. I mean, and never. so maybe some of your players <laughs> are just automatically assuming that every NPC is untrustworthy. And so maybe as a DM, you just want to say out of game, like, hey, I'm just going to not lie to you. You can trust the paladin. <laughs> and you're saying this out of game, so it's true. Yeah. And it's just going to speed up the entire process. And then you got to make sure to not betray them with the paladin later. Oh, and then you yeah, have to yes. not. It has to be true. That's that one thing of like, you're like, yes, 100% at that moment, you're like, yeah, they are telling truth. But then you get to a point in the future where you're like, oh, it'd be really cool if they lied to them. No, no. Like, oh, I took that and it might off even the be... table. But you can't make the players not trust you in that level. <laughs> the characters cannot trust them, but the players shouldn't not trust you yeah. to that degree. It might even just be the sort of thing like, in this particular game you're playing, like, NPCs aren't going to be untrustworthy. It's like, it's a simpler style of game where everyone who seems virtuous is virtuous and mm-hmm. what have you, and the players aren't keyed mm-hmm. into that idea. Yeah, you know, if you want, if you want yeah. like a like a Disney campaign, is like, you know which yeah. are the evil boys and which are the good ones. The evil guy comes in and like, the lightning cracks, so you're like, I know what that means, but there's like an organ, Da-da-da! you know. That is my entrance music, Ismay. What are you um, saying about me if I was in a Disney movie? I have some really bad news for you, or really good news, <laughs> if we're gonna be real. But yeah, so like, that's a very specific example, but um, in, in general, just like, try to make sure they actually have the information you think that they have. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, especially when there are these no-role conflicts, it's one of those things that like, for 
a good amount of time for them, they are some of the most like interesting character moments because they are mm-hmm. always growing and changing, and they are they're like moving towards a result, and their their characters will probably be a little different at the end of it because you know they're fighting against people that they're supposed to be fighting alongside however there always seems to come a point when everyone is too into it and not a way of like oh that you know they're getting too into a silly game because you know it's a game and it means a lot to people and that that can be true but it's when it's like hour three of the same argument you're like guys the oh. character development is over just fucking make a goddamn Make a choice, my sweet beans. And it's always worth, like, checking in out of game, mm-hmm. because sometimes in game it can be hard to tell if people are actually upset or not. Mm-hmm. Are they just role-playing that their character is upset, or are they actually upset? Oh, yeah. Again, every five and minutes yeah. for Ismay. Every five minutes yeah. you tell me that we're still friends, I swear to God. <laughs> you sit there next to each other at the table, hugging while you're then just <laughs> yelling towards the board. <laughs> just yelling at them, you little cuddles, little sweet forehead kisses. Perfect. But you gotta, Honestly, you gotta make perfect. sure that you're not strangling them, because then that will send the opposite <laughs> message. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they're close to me, their proximity, it's friends close, Emmy's closer, like it works out either way. <laughs> the argument is gonna finish some way somehow. Oh I know gosh. um some tables they use safety tools for this sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, you might have heard of X's and O cards. Yep. Yeah. And you you touch this card when you seem upset but you're actually fine with it yeah that's fair like uh, yeah like little like if if you've got like a bunch of socially anxious people at the table little tools like that go a long way if you got people that are very like chill no matter what then you might not need to use them they might still be good just to have but if you got folk that are gonna get a little squiffy about it then little little tools like that really help they're really cute something that's I think a really good like just visual for the how you would have a group that would lead towards PvP that's not necessarily conflict is when you have a fairly neutral or good party and the one player that you trust to play an evil player or play an evil character. And so they are going to have things that if the characters find out, they're going to be having issues with and so there's going to be conflict there there's going to be why would you do that hold on let's have all these questioning things versus the ones that are simply like i just think that this is the smarter plan versus this one the one that goads me is when not at the beginning when you maybe don't trust each other yet because you're not a full party yet and somebody decides to steal from someone that's fine you're still building that it's when like oh so long down multiple sessions in and you guys have decided that you're a cohesive unit that you have no reason to and you decide to snoop, steal, or backstab, and it doesn't actually align with your character. Like, you can't be like, but I'm the edgy rogue. No. Fuck that. <laughs> like, you, like, why? What yeah. is the point? The edgy rogue is going to backstab the people that they're then going to continue to travel with yeah. and who will then yeah. learn and kill them. Like, no, like, be smart about it and be actually metagamey smart yeah. about it. And same thing, and this is a very specific example, goes with... When you use area effect spells <laughs> and you can avoid your motherfucking party, do it, bitch. <laughs> you know what's way more interesting? Being the good aligned character 
and you can't avoid to use your yeah. effects. Yes. Yeah. That's way more fun. That's so good. Adventures League actually has an interesting rule regarding this because mm-hmm. it's organized play and you're playing with random people in this context. You have the capacity to run into real assholes. Um, <laughs> and so they've actually got rules to mitigate that. And in this case, um, if you're going to target another player with a harmful spell, whether that's an AoE or anything else, you must get their express permission to do so. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I like that that's one. That's fun. It's always a nice moment when, you know, the barbarian turns to them as like, just fucking do it. I can take it. Yeah. Like, but mm-hmm. it's shitty if it's like, you know, your wizard is caught in it and then they're dead. And it's also like in game, like it, the players or the characters literally could be having that eye contact yeah. moment of like, I know what you're doing. I'm bracing or... No, 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 no. Like, you can have that mm-hmm. played off in, in the game as well. But, um, like, you're talking about, like, playing that evil character. As yeah. The, as that one trustworthy player in the party who t- typically plays that evil character. I've had a fair mm-hmm. amount of experience with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I doesn't can tell surprise you, me one bit. <laughs> the trick is, you are evil through and through. But the party, they're useful. Or they're friends. Or you just happen mm-hmm. to like them. And it's a completely metagamed reason. But you decide yes. that that's part of your character. Oh, and you don't hurt them. Mm-hmm. They're there either as your like your pawns or your followers that you're not actually going to order about <laughs> that much, but you might do yeah. jokingly. Or they're there for you to show off to, or they're there. You're there to convince them of the evil ways, or maybe you're just piggybacking on their success, or whatever mm-hmm. justification you come up with. But they're not the people you hurt. Mm-hmm. You yeah. hurt the NPCs. And yep. the conflict can come from them getting shocked at your terrible actions. There can still yeah. be conflict there, but you'd not. it's not as direct as you hurting them or stealing from them. Yeah. Again, it's the party cohesion that is yeah. super yeah. important. As we were saying kind of in the beginning, a lot of player versus player like conflict things like this, like the talking it out spaces, you don't have much room as the DM to do anything. And that's pretty good because, you know, your your players are taking the game in the direction they want. They're having their own conversations. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the point when I think that it has to be DM intervention is at that point when there's a character that is going against the party again and again, and you can see that the party is getting a little ticked off with it. <laughs> maybe they have talked to you about it. If they have not come to you, maybe ask them, like, are you okay with this? If you can feel that the the tension is kind of rising and getting into the game. If they're fine with it, great. But if not, that's kind of the point where you have to take a player aside and be like, look, I understand that this is what your character would do. However, make your character grow and see the error of their ways or make a different character because it's harder to make logical sense of a group of people keeping this person that is actively going against them on their side rather than one character going through a character growth thing and saying, oh, I have changed. I am not going to hurt these specific people anymore or I'm going to Mm -hmm. do things for the good of these people now because this is either my found family or these are people that are beneficial to me. Like, grow your character or grow a new ass character because it... (laughs) It gets too far at a point. <laughs> character yeah. growth or character growth. Yeah. yeah. The other um, <laughs> the other time I would step in uh, and sort of try to bring the conflict or halt is just if it's been going too long and yeah. I want to get the campaign back on track because <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. if they're having play conflict, they're probably not playing the game you prepared. <laughs> Which is great if you're lazy sometimes, <laughs> if you need a sleep. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, I... Also, as the DM, I also came here to play. Yeah. I'm currently mm-hmm. not. 
I'd like to play. I want to play. Let's do the dungeon I prepared, you know? <laughs> Hello there, nerds, and welcome to the middle of the podcast break chat with your host, Ismay. I hope that you're enjoying this episode on PvP. Uh, we've been meaning to do it for a while, but uh, as I mentioned, uh, d- 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 conflict uh, scares me. So we've not, uh, but <laughs> we've done it now. And so now it can be out of my brain forever. Um, but yeah, thank you all so much for coming along. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'll quickly do all of our middle of the podcast breaks chat stuff. Um, it's mostly just telling you to go and follow our social media. Please go and follow our social media. You can find us on Twitter. Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, if you search crit chat in the little search function places on there, there shouldn't be any other crit chats, but if they are, it's the one that's all in the purple with our logo and everything and the people talking about demon fucking. Uh, and if you go and do that, that makes us very happy because it lets us know that you're out there. Uh, also, if you want to help us out, you can share our things from there when we put episodes live or just share us around and be like, hey, this is a really good podcast you should go and check out because this is a really good podcast and people should come and check it the fuck out uh and yeah if people are having D problems maybe tag us in those and be like hey these people give some really good advice and we can direct them to specific episodes uh and yeah because we don't really pay to advertise don't really we do not pay to advertise at all uh and so uh, people do not know that we're here unless you tell them so we're kind of relying on you this one so if you can just fucking do it that would be rad uh and yeah thank you in advance for that you can also find our discord down in the description of wherever you're listening to this uh we've got our youtube channel that has like a bunch of clips uh on it and you can go and see those and share those around uh, it'd be really helpful thank you. Uh, also, if you want to help us out in a money's way, as well as a word of mouth way, you can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash crit chat uh, and donate as little as a dollar a month. It's not many monies. It's so it's so few monies, but it really helps us out because we have to pay to keep the show afloat. And if we don't do that, then the show can't stay afloat. Uh, and so yeah, it'd be very helpful if you went again to patreon.com forward slash crit chat uh, for that. It's got a lot of behind the scenes content. There is still even now, still content coming out from the episode 100. Uh, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff and uh, the longer versions of all of that, uh, including stuff that I was so angry that I had to take out of the episode. They are uh, All of it is fucking amazing. So yeah, again, patreon.com forward slash crit chat for behind-the-scenes and cool stuff and to help out your this very good podcast. If you do not know, there is another podcast that we do. It is called Half Damage. It is nearing its end, and it is an actual play podcast uh, where we are playing through a bastardized version of Curse of Strahd where I am DMing and a bunch of the other crit chatters are the characters in it. There have been some wild plot twists so close to the end. Um, But if you want to get in there before it finishes up and so you can listen to the last episode as it comes out, then this is the perfect time to do that. That is, again, Half Damage, where you find podcasts. It is funny. It is spooky. It is uh, a thing that has made me cry. You should definitely go and check that out wherever you find podcasts. I'm going to let you get back to the episode now so you can hear more about conflict and I can go back to doing whatever I do in my day. Moving to roles, player versus player, like in a non-combat sense. And the ones that are most common, I feel, are, again, at the very beginning of the campaign, just stealing from each other, just stealing Mm. from each other. And also the more common one that happens throughout, more often than not, is the lying to each other. (laughs) How do you deal with that? I have 
a home rule that I use in my games, and I think I might have mentioned on the show before, but if a player is ever making a roll against another player, the player who's being assaulted by the roll <laughs> gets to choose their own DC. Okay. In the same way that I, as a DM, would choose the NPC, the, choose the DC of an NPC that's under my yeah. control. And so that way that um, gives the player the power to just veto winning a role if they want to. Okay. And not, not for contests, only like one-sided ones. Say like, you want to intimidate me, and I don't want that to happen. Yeah. I can just set the DC to 100. But if yeah, I'm keen you? and think that's cool... I can be like, yeah, I think I'm feeling pretty brave today. It's twenty <laughs> or, or or less, you know. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that a lot, and especially for for things like intimidating or like like insight checks and things. Like if you think that your character has a really bad poker face, and if in the role play <laughs> you are like. Uh, yeah, sure, that's exactly what happened. But then you somehow get a really high roll. You're like, yes, you did believe my terrible, awful lie. Like, it could be very funny, but also kind of break what your character was doing, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I also don't require the players to actually say what their DC is at light, light first. I just say, think of the DC, mm-hmm. you'll see the roll, and then just tell us if they pass or not. In the mm-hmm. sa- exact same way as the DM would with the, yeah. the DM screen in front yeah. of them. Gotcha, gotcha. And it's things like that where you are allowing for like you you don't trust everybody and you don't tell everybody everything and you're gonna have hidden things in your backstories that's completely fine like secrets that last like halfway through the campaign Mm -hmm. and then they get discovered and those can be really cool moments but again the question is was the player just saying i don't want to tell this because i want to hold it over the other players heads versus the character having a very specific, deep-rooted reason to not share yeah. XYZ. Yeah, or even just, like, it's going to be dramatic if I reveal the secret at a particular time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I reveal it now, it gets ruined. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm very, I'm very up for yeah, the setting your own DC for it because yeah, for for especially for those dramatic moments where you're like, they're never, they're not gonna find this out for a little while, and then it's gonna drop a bombshell, and then like the first session you roll really shit, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm the I'm the princess of what's its fuck, like that's that's yeah. not like no one cares at that point. It's not as fun. <laughs> it's not as cool. That's really cool. I like that. It's a help with the bringing them into the storytelling yeah. control Especially cause like, and not just reactive. It's because like, like there, there is that thing of like, you know, you're the DM and you should be able to be in control of things like DC or whatever. But like each of the characters is essentially like DMing their own tiny little part of, of the world. Exactly. So they should be able to DM that little bit. Like have the DM tools for that, yeah. baby. It's part of like my whole philosophy of like, Wherever possible, I like to use the same tools the players have. And at the same time, I kind of like to give the players some of the tools that I as a DM have. Because it just makes everything yeah. seem more fair, <laughs> and it means that I can pour more bullshit on them because everything seems fair. <laughs> and remind them you're still the DM. Yeah. <laughs> I have so... I, I already had a lot of respect for you as a DM, and at that moment, I just said, ah. <laughs> Be nice so that you can be shitty. I get you. This oh, I, I love with. finding like little rules quirks that just like and little combinations of oh, spells do and you, stuff. Caillou. Oh wow! I've never, <laughs> never in my life, never in my life would I have guessed. <laughs> 
pulled the wool over eyes for how many years now? Oh. This is so shocking. Oh, I never would so have. Good. Um, but yeah, like, it, like at like a very like basic level for um, if if you don't want to do like letting them set their own DCs, or if you do sometimes but not others. I, I think one of the base rules for uh, rolling for insight for players is have the you know the character that's trying to do an insight against the other player roll for their insight and the other one do a secret roll for either persuasion or uh deception, deception. and just not say what it is so they can yes. they they say that they passed or failed and then you know go from there uh, i also like you know if the roles are kind of comparable so like you, you obviously have you know if the person doing insight rolls a 16 and the person doing a deception rolls a 15. You can obviously say the person that rolled insight knows everything now because their role was higher. But I, I like to, in that sense, be like, you know, something is up. You can divert, like divulge as much as you think that um like that amount of disparity would divulge like maybe it's just like a tick mm-hmm. in your eye that think that makes them know that you're not telling the whole truth maybe it's you know you let a word slip that is not what you meant to say or if you want you can just spill your fucking guts like whatever you think is the most interesting in this scenario cuz even then let people control it let people control what they're doing they can also choose that it's not, oh, you rolled a five and they rolled an, a 17 against your insight, so you think they're telling the absolute perfect truth. No, you just have no yeah, oh, yeah. conscious For thing sure. that tells you that they were lying. You can still go, that was really weird, yeah. but I guess I'll put it on the back burner for yeah. now. Like, you don't have to all of a sudden tell your player, you believe everything yeah. they said. Oh, like, they can still have those those instincts, which can still be really oh, fun later. I mean, that's how, like, mm-hmm. insights should work anyway. Like, I oh, was suspicious sure. of this yeah. person enough to look. I didn't say anything, mm-hmm. but I was still suspicious mm-hmm. in the first yeah. place. Doesn't mean that you're you not know. suspicious. You can never take that feeling away from me. Yeah. And then if they're telling the truth, you can literally, like, they can still be suspicious. Yeah. But at a certain point, you can, like, if they're still suspicious of the very trustworthy <laughs> thing that has been said to them for seven sessions now and you're like hey dude they're telling the truth <laughs> like your character can stop being suspicious after like all of this and then if they betray them later oops <laughs> like you know <laughs> Itsies, <moopsies. Boop. laughs> oh. you know. well moving on to last but not least talking about like the pinnacle of pvp it's combat time baby so for me love and hate absolutely love and hate character combat because if it's within the game and it's things have gone to a head and the way that you're going to resolve your feelings is with violence, I uh, I will have a bathroom break to cry if I'm in the game. I just pro- I probably just will have a little cry. Conflict is not my jam. However, if it's a battle royale situation where you're <laughs> supposed to be killing each other, that is everything to me. That's oh, my so whole fun. life. It's so good. I've done, like, no fewer than, like, half a dozen of them. Oh, they're so good. I haven't ever done one, and I want to be in one so bad. I don't want to DM one, necessarily. I want to play so in like, one. So, like, I sure. volunteer 
for like a regularly occurring event in Melbourne where like a friend of mine set like hosts a big public event and they're all like battle royale tables and I'm consistently one of the dams. Oh, it's so good. That's so uh, cool. I think, yeah, I think first, first we'll do like a little just if it's in a game, like say a yeah. game is happening and your characters have somehow become so divided that it is combat time, whether it's like a full combat or just un, un put the combat, like un, un put the combat, where they just do like little hits yeah. against each other, they threaten each other, and then because one of them is like, I don't like being threatened, we'll hit out. So, mm-hmm. like, the first issue I have with this is like, D&D 5e is very explicitly designed for group combat, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm not going to say the game falls apart in one-on-one duels, but it stops being as dynamic and interesting a lot mm-hmm. of the time. And particularly when you have player classes who are designed to fill, like, roles in a larger party, a lot of the time you just get two random characters. One will probably hard counter the other. Mm. And it tends to be rather one-sided, unfortunately. Yeah. And so uh, I've never had the opportunity to do this in a, in a game, but uh, if I were to do that, I would probably first approach the two players who are ready to fight and see if... We can just narratively, like, sort it out. If one yeah. person thinks that they're going to win and the other person also thinks that that other person's going to win, we'll just say they win. And we'll skip over mm-hmm. what is otherwise probably quite a boring fight. Uh, particularly if it's not to the death and the stakes aren't super yeah. high. Now, this is there, there are versions of this where this isn't true. If it's like a mirror matchup kind of thing, or it's two casters or two, like, frontline fighters, mm-hmm. then it could be more interesting. Particularly if it's casters, because the two frontline fighters probably do... <gasps> One does an attack, the other one yeah, does an attack. One attack, two attack, three attack, four, five attack, six attack, yeah. you know. <laughs> if, yeah. they've, if, they've got, if they're like DPS characters, at least it'll be quick. <laughs> yeah. I'd also say an important question to ask your players if it comes to that point is, is your character trying to not kill the other yeah, character that first. or are they trying to kill the other character because if they're both like no it's going to be non-lethal it's like two bros are just going at it and they're just going to do a real quick fight wrestling and then they're going to get beer yeah. after like yeah, that's... just do a post-athletics check so that's if point. you are trying to kill each other that's when it's like we're gonna do this as a separate thing and not just for the whole table and we're gonna make sure both players are actually again okay and committed and consensual for this potential outcome because don't want your character to die typically and if another character actively kills your character that can sour the whole table as a playing thing but if they're both for it okay i guess i guess that's what we are doing now it's happened (laughs) scares me to Um, my core but the other thing to keep in mind is all of the other players at the table who aren't going to be in the fight, be aware that they're not going to be doing anything for the next mm-hmm. 10 to an hour or so of time and see if you can get them involved or try to cut it brief or... Like, say that they're, you know, in the crowd, give them turns and, like, whether you want those turns to be, like, you can help out one of the people that's in this or, like, influence the fight in some way or try and stop the fight in some way, you can do that. Or if not, it's a great time to add a little levity to what could be a bit of a harsh situation and be like, oh, what are you doing? And just just keep cutting to two folk, like inventing popcorn or, you know, like mm-hmm. getting like wrestling with a deck chair so that they can sit more comfortably and watch this ridiculous fight or scalping bets. Like, something I had fun. A- Another thing you could potentially do is just not let it be, like, a trial by combat, per se. Perhaps they decide to have, like, a duel. Um, oh, a duel, yes. 
And so, like, a duel is kind of slightly different to just warfare. Um, mm-hmm. It has slightly different mm-hmm. rules, and particularly if you're using pistols, um, <laughs> because you just sort of take ten paces away from each other and turn around and shoot each other, <laughs> sure. and then one of you dies. Or not, actually. <laughs> I like the idea that we're just in this and are like, we're going to have a big bow to the death. Okay, maybe just one shot, and then one of you is dead, and we're just dealing with it. <laughs> well, actually, um... <laughs> I say one of you dies. A lot of the time, neither person died. Or both people died. Um, it happened a lot. It was a bad time for nobles at the time. Uh, <laughs> bad time for nobles is a good time for Ismay. Hey, baby. That's Honestly, if I could have been around at a time where nobles were just, like, shooting each other for funsies. Oh, we're, that's the dream, honey. That's like, it. Whereas maybe you want to simulate the combat in a way that is brief and fast yes. and tense. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you could simulate a mm-hmm. duel with an initiative roll. Yeah. Who shoots mm-hmm. first? Like, mm. prop, like they get an attack roll with advantage. If you hit, the other person dies. You yeah. Know? And then if you miss, the other person gets to go with an attack roll with advantage. I like it. And if both miss, then congratulations. You've done a duel. Neither person died, and it should be resolved. I yeah. like that. Something I was I was thinking of a little bit ago with the right before you started talking about the duel is if you have a character who's like they just insulted me, I swing, but they have agreed to not try and go to the death. Maybe setting a limit of like you have three turns, yeah, or you have two turns because you real quick wrestle or you real quick you like you get out your initial aggression and then go okay, actually no. Mm. Cam, okay, like you yeah. can potentially do that as well yeah. because it, you have those moments where you where you get angry and you hit yeah. the wall or, or something like that. So simulate it in game, but have tell them like you have two rounds or three rounds, and then it's done, it's concluded. Apologize, <laughs> or do you hate each other now? Yeah, I like I like it. Yeah, most damage is like you, like and then the other person like falls to the ground and is like a yield, yeah, you know, like an yield like, moment. Um, also, if Another way of doing it is just talk to the players and say you can and should yield at some point. <laughs> yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, again, yeah. it's not all of these conflicts have to go to the death. Famously, historically, yeah. duels with pistols. A lot of nobles specifically set the rules to be we're going to take 30 paces away from each other and shoot at each other with smoothball <laughs> baskets, which are incredibly Boo. accurate. Oh. And then, because you're 60 feet apart with inaccurate muskets, uh, it's pistols, I mean. The majority of the time, both people just miss. <laughs> Everyone's honours maintained. And everyone gets to go home safe. Mm. And Ismay is sad. Don't like that. I'm so sad. I like to live in a world where it's three paces each. Three paces? There's like six paces away from... Yeah, three paces away. And then ideally two fucking rich fucking cunts are dead as shit. And everyone is better for it. Like, that's the dream that I like to live in. But you can also have the players who are like, we're just gonna wrestle or we are entering in a fighting competition and we just are against each other. We don't actually have any beef with each other. We are just doing a one-on-one combat. Those are... I, mm. Those are so fun and hilarious. I think that, yeah, that's that, that, this is those our ending great. point of uh, consensual <laughs> everyone versus everyone, either everyone versus yeah. everyone or PvP, like 1v1 one, one matches mm-hmm. that are not to the death, that are just for fun, or are to the death, 
one of one of my favorite sessions in this world was we did a alternate universe. All of our characters that were in the party went to a random arena and had to fight. Winner gets something in the actual mm. game. Even though it's a different Ooh. world, we get something in the actual game. I think that what we did was a random item that the DM gave and one re-roll on anything for just whatever you wanted. Just putting it forward that my character won. Nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And that might be part of why I like it so much. (laughs) But it's so fun. And especially that time, because during the campaign that we were doing, there was a lot of conflict between the characters in the first scenario that we were talking about kind of way of like a lot of speaking things where we were kind of coming to a head. And that was such Mm -hmm. a nice little break where we did get to vent frustrations Mm. a little bit and be like, I knew I could fucking win against you. So you better shut your goddamn (laughs) mouth and we're in the actual camp. Hey, you fucking hear me. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's so fun because obviously (laughs) you like in a general sense, normally you love all the people in your party and like that's how it should be. You're all like comrades and like you're working together. But it's so fun just to have one where you step out of that and be like, nah, but what what would happen? What would happen if we were against each other? And that's so Some advice on how to actually construct those because as I said before, I've done yes. a lot of this play. You got us, baby. This is yours. So, uh, one of the things to realize <laughs> is that, again, D&D 5Es, it's a deliberately designed as cooperative group combat game, just taking random classes and throwing them against each other, even with a battle royale kind of setting. It's not going to be fair. Mm. Some classes are heavily weighted in favor of others. Also, the game is just random and it's going to be bullshit. So, my general advice is build an arena, which capitalizes on the idea that it's not going to be fair, and yeah. just have random things happen. Accept the fact that it's not mm-hmm. going to be fair and embrace that. And people are going to get screwed over, but it's going to be the dice that will screw them over. And that'll mitigate any sort of feelings from other factors beyond their controls, screwing them over. Um, so I encourage having events happen at the top of each turn or like on Initiative 20, like a lair action. And they are big and bad and magical. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't kill somebody with an environmental effect, mm-hmm. the arena wasn't interesting. <laughs> Definitely. Like, the arena is one of, like, even though it's mostly players doing their things, the arena is 100% one of the main Mm. things to combat. Because you've got, you know, the heavy hitters, if they get to a magic caster, the magic caster is more often than not dead as shit in, like, one, like, flurry of blows or whatever you're doing. Mm. But at the same time, if there's a cluster and the caster has the ability to stay a large distance, those motherfuckers are dead as shit so like making sure that it is like working towards uneven ground Mm. at different points is important you always want to put everybody in the back foot at some point all all the time yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, the other thing to keep in mind is have some measure to either shrink the environment in so that everybody has to come together oh definitely or that um over time they'll get hurt and they just can't stay they have to Mm -hmm. Win, yeah. Just because otherwise it it's can. It's Fortnite time, baby. Yeah. So either have like this constant building damage or a shrinking arena. So Hunger Games. <laughs> oh yeah, Hunger Games is a very good one for it. Like if there's someone hiding out it has at the so edges, many layer actions. Like yeah, especially at a time where you, if you see from the offset, if it's everyone versus everyone, if you see from the offset that someone is on the the back foot already and is struggling, give them a little boost. Fine. Like they go, they go and take cover, and you're like, make a perception check. Whatever they get. Oh, you see something on the floor. It, it's like 
I don't know, a magic bomb, some garbage, a healing potion. Don't hit him with the nasty thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like, because if there's someone out that's really early, then they're just sitting there for the rest of the time, and that sucks shit. So an idea I had for how you could incorporate one of these into your games is, like, so you decide to have, like, a, 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 um, a battle royale, and it's, like, non-canonical. Yeah. And in the arena, there's Love this it. big cage in the center, and it has an angel inside. <laughs> and partway through the fight, uh, either somebody frees the angel, or the angel just breaks out on their own. They go up to one of the players, and they cast a spell on them, curing the, like, condition of insanity afflicting them, and snapping them out of the bloodlust that's killing, making them kill their friends. And the whole thing was canonical all along. Uh... <laughs> and maybe you do this after they've killed one of the players. Like... <laughs> Oh, I would cry. I would cry. It would be very mean, but oh, like, that would hurt. Oh, it'd be good. It'd be so mean. Now, now, if if your players had the access and ability to resurrect, or if the mm. angel could resurrect the player <laughs> and make it kill them forever, and undo <laughs> that, I would be more for that. But that moment of like, it's in a dream. My character died. Oh no, it's fine. And then We're wait, so- what? excuse huh? me, huh? hey, I'm what sorry, the what? fuck you said? <laughs> You'd probably want that to be some form of resurrection. Ending on uh, the high note of Kai being an absolute monster. <laughs> uh, we're gonna wrap up there. Oh uh, so, Heather, do you have anything for us for plugs? Yes, books that burn. Beautiful podcast I transcribe for. It's a book a review podcast that reviews how trauma is handled in fictional books. Go check it out. Uh, Nicole and I are right on the cusp of launching Point and Play. We are literally finishing theme song, and that is going to be a discussion podcast about music and dance. You can also Find me at Twitter at MamaDragon20 and all the information of all the different things that I'm a part of are in that, uh, including the Every Other Sunday uh, D&D Curse of Strahd campaign that I am in uh, that streams. And it's very fun. And yeah, that's my stuff. If you want to find me, you can find me everywhere at A Teacup Gamer. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram and uh, on TikTok, I guess, but uh, mostly mm-hmm. on Twitch, I forgot what it was called. I'm at twitch.tv forward slash ATeacupGamer, all in word. And it is, yeah, it's a good time. I've been playing Danganronpa for the last 5,000 years. It's a great game and it made me cry. Um, <laughs> I also do a lot of other bullshit on there. But yeah, I stream most every day and it's a fun, good time. Also, if you want to see other TikTok things, because uh, apparently that's what I do now. Uh, it's at underscore brogues, B-R-O-G-Z. And that's the other TikTok that I am a part of. It's my girlfriend uh, filming me just being an <laughs> absolute so gremlin nightmare. And people vibed with that. It's so good. It's an absolute delight. It is genuine sources of serotonin. If you're listening to this podcast, you're like, I enjoy this podcast. Go check out those motherfucking TikToks. Do it. <laughs> underscore B-R-O-G-Z for whatever the fuck I'm doing with my life now. Uh, <laughs> as for Crit Chat, you can find us on any podcast app and on iTunes and Spotify and all that jazz. And you'll find us on all those every other Saturday. Until then, I have been Ismay. I've been Heather. I've been Kai. And you've been listening to Crit Chat. See you later, nerds. <laughs> <laughs>